You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So I am super excited to share today's guest with you all. This is someone I was familiar with his work when they reached out to me to come on the show. So I'm really excited. But first, I just wanted to make a quick announcement, and that is that the book is finally up on Amazon. This was another labor of love, but it is chalk full of tips and steps and ideas for parents of toddlers. Just understanding your toddler, their basic temperament, their individual temperament, their development, and then getting right into those really common issues that you have with toddlers. Sleep and bedtimes, aggression, tantrums, healthy eating, you know, getting them going in the morning, any of those power struggle areas where you know, you can struggle with them day to day, whether it's getting into the car, getting going, getting into bed. Um, so it is the Connected Parents Guide to Toddlerhood, Easy Fixes for Seven Common Toddler Challenges. So I hope that you guys will check that out and order my book on Amazon and get some great tips for pretty much anything. It's over 200 pages. It's 232 pages. So lots and lots of information, potty training for anything pretty much that you're going to come up against in those first four to five years. So, but let's get to today's guest. So Ken Honda is a best-selling self-development author in Japan with book sales surpassing 7 million copies since 2001. Now he's sharing his work with English-speaking readers in the United States and beyond. His latest book is called Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. And today we're going to talk about talking with kids about money, what is happy money, and how to help them have a positive relationship with their money. 
So Ken, Honda, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be talking with Ken all the way from Tokyo, Japan. So I'm so happy. I to let you know, so I saw you on interviewed with um, Vision. Oh, okay. On Mind Valley. Mind Valley, yeah. Yes. So I was like, I know, I've heard of Ken, I know his work, and I love the message that you had. So I thought that'd be great to talk to kids about money. Let's start with talking about what is happy money. Okay, happy money is money that makes you smile when you receive it and gives you so much joy when you spend it. So uh, you know it because you uh, that brings you a smile. That's happy money. And I think, you know, the big part of this is I think a lot of us feel that joy when it comes in, but it's learning to feel the joy when it goes back out that I think a lot of us need to work on. <laughs> yes, but, you know, just imagine where you're paying something at the... Uh, restaurant or shopping mall you're getting something like a, a fit, nice shirt or iphones or nice mail so you're paying for the service and goods so you're not losing anything because you're getting something with the money so is, at yeah. least you, you know it, it can bring smile on you yes and i just spent a lot of happy money today i put a down payment on a house Mm, so nice. that, was, that was a lot of happy money that just went out. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. So it's a historical day for you. It is. It is. So let's talk about our kids. How can we talk to our kids about happy money? So unfortunately, because of the uh, shrewd marketing system in, in industrialized countries, um, our kids are brainwashed that they're supposed to have more and they deserve more. So uh, and, and if you just don't surround, uh, if you don't put certain limit on them, their uh, so their greed is so stimulated. So they want new iPhones, new shoes, new clothes, new everything, and there's not enough room for a lot of people to upgrade everything. So you really have to have uh, two skills. Uh, one, you have to set up a boundary, and the second you have to enjoy what you got. So you can smile with uh, old iPhones, you know, and, uh, but uh, you, you might, your kids may say, you know, everybody else, you know, has one. I'm the only one who doesn't have certain, certain something, right? So you have to be also protective over your child from going toward the, uh, uh, consumerism because uh, if you don't uh, put any limit Kids, uh, in kids' mind, they're inundated with so much information that they need to get. They're supposed to get more things, new things. And it's interesting. I just bought my oldest son his first, uh, didn't buy him his phone. I got him his first um, line and he has my old cell phone. And mm -hmm. he was more than happy to have my old iPhone to just have his first phone. He was very excited now, to have it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. you know, there is that excitement and that gratitude that first time for uh -huh. things, which is really yes. nice. So, so building you, on you, that. Yes, you taught him well, but, you know, it's so challenging because, you know, I, I remember my daughter, who is 23 now, uh, she was so happy with the, just a tiny little thing when she was four. And then when she's <laughs> growing, I think uh, we uh, taught her well, but still, like she says, mm, is that all you can give? You know, type of attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens and, and it's natural too. So unless you uh, uh, focus uh, on gratitude more, you know, we, I mean, even adults, we so easily 
uh, just forget how to appreciate our, what we have in our lives. Very true. Um, I've noticed that a lot lately that I've been really working on appreciating the things that are coming in and not keep looking to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, because then it, it, I'm not appreciating what I have now and the things that I've, you know, have been coming in, um, you know, for me over the last whatever month or two months or three months mm -hmm. is sitting in gratitude with those things that I've had now for a month and still remembering how amazing it is to have that and how amazing it was to have it that first day. Yes. Yes. But uh, it's, we are the creature of uh, habit. So, when certain things are there, we sort of take it for granted. So uh, it's so easy to slip into this, oh, really? You know, type of uh, complaining attitude. So yes. uh, that's something we have to watch as a family too. So um, uh, I think you're doing a great job of just making him happy with, uh, you know, your old used up iPhone. With <laughs> his new, he has his new cover. He had to pick out his yes. cover. So that was the, what was new for him. And I want to get into the gratitude part with kids. But first, let's talk about the age. What age should we start talking to kids about happy money? And what do those lessons sound like or those conversations sound like? So my father was a very successful tax accountant. So he started teaching me about money when I was probably five or six. Uh, because, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of volunteer work when uh, my, my daughter went to into a kindergarten. I did a lot of carpentry and a lot of chores at the kindergarten um, because I, ha I had four years of my time off of my life. And during the four years, I really learned that uh, kids are beginning to show interest in money mm -hmm. when they're right uh, five or six or seven. You know, when uh, kids are asked, what do you want? Uh, if they're four or five, they, they say they want toys and certain things. They, they, they want object. And when they grow up to be like seven, what do you want? And said, money. <laughs> you know, cash. <laughs> like, oh, really? You know, you don't want bicycles? No. He said, I want to buy, I want to have cash. So I can, I can, I have the freedom to buy whatever I want. Like, whoa, that's interesting. So when you're, you're six and seven, Definitely by eight, you kind of know uh, money can do a lot of things. So uh, I want you to start teaching what money is and how money circulates and changes hands from one person to the other. So just uh, uh, physically, uh, you can invite your, your children to f uh, follow uh, the flow of money. So by doing that, you know that money flows uh, and also a lot of things flow and just uh, think of the electricity water and all the other things and the food on the table i uh i used uh, uh my wife and i used to uh, talk about the food where it comes from and also all the iphones and the things they're made in brazil in china and then uh we show the map like the, this this thing came all the way like uh, certain furnitures came from England like you know it's a long way right so uh, by just teaching uh, this thing came from these things that's why we we're enjoying this uh, table so um, for that we pay the money too oh so and, and then kids are beginning to understand that money is used for the transaction of goods and services and uh, whenever we pay money, we say arigato or thank you all the time. So uh, my daughter got uh, almost like an um, inst 
inst instinctively got this habit of thanking when we pay. Nice. So when you just um, know that you are the one who appreciate because you're getting something with the money. You know, people think they're losing money, mm -hmm. but if you're exchanging your money energy for like a glass of tea or, uh, or something. So actually you're not losing anything. You're just, you're getting something. And, and unless you think it's a good deal, you, you're not going to do that. So that means you're getting usually a good deal or fair deal. So if you start teaching your kids that all the deals are fair and then uh, exchange happens, because if something is too expensive or out of your price range, you wouldn't buy them, right? Right. So you kind of know, and also kids know more that, hey, mom, that's too expensive, you know? So they know like uh, certain things are valuable, certain things are not. So they kind of know the fair value in exchange for money. And, uh, and so uh, that's how they kind of start learning about the exchanges. And then uh, talking about happy money is sort of like coming after. Okay. So talking about the goods and services and the exchange for money and the flow of goods and services and the money first so they understand sort of the system before we yes. talk about the, the happy money. Right. We will be back with Ken to learn more about talking to kids about happy money right after a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, By Heart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. By Heart is an easy to digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. BiHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about BiHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Now that we're back after the break, let's get back to learning more about talking to kids about happy money with Ken Honda. Kids definitely feel some adults are happy, others are not. It's mm -hmm. because some people are doing what they love others are doing what they don't like. So you can start teaching about work. You know, there are two kinds of work, happy work, not so happy work. <laughs> so 
uh, you can choose. So uh, he or she would say, but mommy, how come people do what they don't like? You know, and then you can explain about money because, you know, they think that the, um, the only way they can bring food on the table is to do what they don't like. But it's not true because you have, a, you have an option. But unless you're careful with, uh, when you come to choosing work, um, you bump into a work that you don't like. And I think it's the tragedy. And, and so uh, one time my daughter said uh, to her neighbor, uh, I hope you find a good work that you enjoy. <laughs> and they're like, uh oh, <laughs> I'll be in trouble. But, you know, I think uh, kids know uh, and kids can feel your uncles and, you know, your aunts are happy and the others not so bad, not so good. Right. Very good. Um, so let's talk about, let's go back to the gratitude. Let's talk about mm -hmm. um, gratitude. So, why is this important? Why is this an important concept? So, especially in uh, a home environment, you know, we have to do a lot of chores. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it, here comes accountability. And uh, uh, depending on household, there are rules. It's almost like law, laws. So uh, I think, I always think homes are independent countries. Some people, some countries are run on dictatorship. So even in North America, you know, a, a, a country of freedom and democracy, certain families, households are run by dictatorship. You know, there could be a, a, a dictator father, could be a dictator mother, or dictator both. So they control everything. So uh, it's almost like they don't have, they have their own set of rules. And uh, some people hated it. Some people are okay uh, with obey, obeying rules. So you have to come up with your constitution almost in your household, that if you're a member of the community, you have to do a certain things. Like say college dorm, you have to have some rules, right? Uh, like uh, uh, cleanliness and also the noises and the smells and the hygienes, those things you can start teaching when you when kids are small, and then teach them that uh, they are part of the community, and uh, they can do something to contribute to the community. So I'm a little against uh, paying kids for all the chores, because then they they think like helping family chores is a, a, a opportunity to make money. So instead. I'm, I be, I've taught my child to do all she could to help others and then money, separate money from just doing chores because just helping other people is natural thing. I don't want her to think it's a money uh, making opportunity. So by helping one another, uh, family run, uh, needs to be run by different codes, different rules uh, other than <clears throat> uh, capitalism. But some uh, families I know that they try to introduce uh, capitalism in, 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 in uh, home environment, but I'm against it because uh, everything in a house is against capitalism. Because if you rule, uh, obey the rules of capitalism, we have to buy the cheapest tables and cheapest uh, uh, you know, TVs and cheapest tea and cheapest t-shirts. And it's not fun anymore, right? Yeah. Life is to be enjoyed. So you enjoy music, you enjoy nice food. You know, if you just think of cost cutting, you have to eat frozen food and then just wear a very simple t-shirts and then start making money. 
but is that the way you want to live your life? Probably no. It's interesting. A couple of points you made. One is, you know, when I, my kids first started doing chores, it mm-hmm. was a chore and there was some complaining, emptying the dishwasher and those types of things. And we just explained to them how this is part of the family. As a family, mm-hmm. we work together and mom and dad, we talked about all the things that mom and dad do that they can't help with yet, whether it's grocery shopping and making money to pay the bills and cleaning this or, you know, taking out the trash, the things they weren't able to do yet. And at that time, they really were only capable of doing a few things. And so pretty soon they did learn to, and now they just do it with you know they're with gratitude they're like okay and they'll do it and now they do take out the trash and they do more and more things because they're more capable but they understand like this is part of running a family that we all pitch in and we help each other out and when we ask each other for help with something this is what we do Mm -hmm. and so that turning it from being like a complaint to um them understanding and feeling good about helping out as a family member has been a you know just a total shift and it happened pretty quickly after we just had a few talks about that Beautiful. I think you run it so beautifully. And so, and, you know, some parents try to force, you know, this, this is more of your forte, but uh, some parents uh, force their kids to obey the rules. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's, it's almost like a, a, you know, cold wind or sun, you know, you can uh, give them uh, enough motivation. So uh, they're willing to do that for you uh, instead of like they're forced to do. So like, I want to help mom, I want to help dad, I want to help my brother, I want to help uh, my sister. And so like, I get, uh, if I help my mother, I get $5, you know, like, uh, (laughs) I don't want uh, like our friendship or love uh, and value uh, with money. So true. (laughs) Yeah. So instead of just doing the chores, it's almost like paying taxes, you know. (laughs) So uh, I hope uh, if you could raise uh, your children well. They do it for you out of love. Very true. And the other thing I talk to my kids about is, you know, they want to be independent. They want to grow up. Mm-hmm. Well, when you grow up and leave home, you have to know how to do a whole lot of stuff. Right. And so as they get older and they take on more responsibility, this is an opportunity to learn how to be independent. So when you leave right. home and you run your own household, you know mm-hmm. how to empty the dishwasher, load a dishwasher, shop for a meal, you know, pre- prepare a meal and you know, do all these things that you're going to need mm-hmm. to know how to do. I don't want you to get out there and just be like, oh, you know, they always did everything for me or, you know, I, I did it for the wrong reasons. And, and so there's a, a learning to it that also makes it kind of fun. I'm growing up, I'm taking on more responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, that's why uh, there's another reason that you're doing it so beautifully uh, that uh, ideal family ho- uh, households, uh, we learn everything we're supposed to know while we're in the house. And then we have to learn a few more things after we get out because uh, there are certain things that we can learn by our mistakes. But uh, I hope uh, many people enjoy the luxury of learning all these little details. But, uh, uh, but sadly, unfortunately, we our families don't function as well as they're supposed to be. They're like our government, you know? <laughs> uh, so uh, like say, um, there may not be husband and mother and father, could be a, a a single mom, single single dad, and also uh, if they're not happy all the time, uh, like my father was al- alcoholic, so we didn't have a functioning uh, family. So, if that happens, uh, like you know, uh, 
whatever you're talking about is like uh, the things in heaven, you know, the things that are also practical in a dysfunctional family. So uh, I think uh, ideally, if all the kids can learn uh, from um, uh, playing an important role in the family, but unfortunately, reality is not. So maybe at the bottom line is, if kids can learn uh, how to enjoy money and how to be independent and in the future, so they have to prepare for their independency. In order to do that, they have to require, uh, acquire skills to make money, and then uh, one day they'll be independent. So uh, you can leave your uh, kids uh, certain choices that uh, they're going to make. You know, if you want to go to toward academic world, they can do that. If they want want to go more manual labor, they can do that as well. And then I think uh, they can decide. Teaching our kids about gratitude. Did we um, cover that, or is there anything else about teaching our kids gratitude? You know, uh, gratitude is a funny thing. You cannot really teach it because it has to come from inside. I was going to say, like this heart, it's a heartfelt thing. Yeah. So uh, you say like people are starving not in Africa or somewhere. So that's why you have to appreciate the food. But you know, if you don't enjoy the food, you cannot really think of uh, people in Africa or some other countries. So and it's such a foreign concept to them. They're like, right. what does that even right. look like or mean? They don't understand what it means to starve. Yeah. Or, you know? So I think you have to show them by your example. If you just keep saying arigato or thank you, I, I, I always had fun uh, enjoying using different languages because it's kind of cool. So I, I, I love using thank you, thanks, or danke, or sheshe. You know, so we use a lot of those words in my house. And uh, so my, my daughter knows all the you know, thank you words in, in different <laughs> languages. So we just kind of fun, uh, make it fun, fun game to appreciate one another. So what do you appreciate? Appreciates. So if you just keep appreciating your child being there and then appreciate um, that he or she was born, they'll do the same thing. So uh, the, the very fun uh, thing I see is that when parents say, you know, I love you. And the kids say, I know, you know, that's beautiful because not many kids know that their parents love them. Yes, very true. <laughs> so parental finances. So I know I grew up in a home where my parents talked a lot about, we can't afford this. We can't afford uh -huh. that. Mm -hmm. So the way that parents talk about money, how does that influence the kids and how can parents turn that around if, um, if they are saying, you know, some of these things that might influence their kids in a negative way about happy money. Yeah. So um, you have to teach them how society works. You know, so there are people called billionaires, millionaires, business owners, employees, and uh, you have to, if it's, if uh, uh, you're in a Disneyland, you often go to the map, like you're here. And then if you want to go to Magic Mountain, you have to go east or west, right? The life is the same thing. So if you explain about uh, money, you have to teach your kids where you are financially and socially. My father said, I'm not a billionaire, but I'm comfortable with money. That's what he used to say. And that's where I got the concept of happy money. And uh, so he said, um, I'm not super wealthy. I was a little disappointed at the time. And, and I, I asked him, why? And he said, to become super wealthy, 
it takes a lot of energy and, and I didn't want that. And I sort of got it. And I will not be probably billionaires, billionaire in my life because I don't need to. And so I taught my daughter where I was and where I am uh, financially and socially. And I teach her why I chose to be a business owner and investor. And also I, I work uh, as a, a writer. So that's a self-employed person, right? So as I was explaining, um, I'm just showing the possibility how she or he wants to uh, become later on. You can work for a company and get, get a paycheck, or you can go on uh, independent, and then uh, there are some good and bad uh, in, in certain life. So if you can be uh, brutally honest about what's going on, you can say, I'm, I'm working for a company and your mother is a stay-at-home mom. That's why we can buy everything you want. And we have to live with a means. Otherwise, we have to file bankruptcy and lose where we live. Do, is that what you want? No, right? So, and I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but this is a reality. And then kids learn to accept it. And if you want to be uh, um, uh, rich in the future, this is something you need to do, you know, and, and good luck. So uh, <laughs> if kids uh, learn uh, certain ideas about um, what's going on in life, um, they get it. What activities do you recommend that we can do with our kids to help teach them to have happy money? <laughs> so just um, if, if, po if possible, sh uh, lead them by example. If you're enjoying your work and then um, if your kids see how you operate, they want to grow up. If you just um, work in a miserable situation, they don't want to grow up to be that miserable adult. So I think showing um, your, uh, um, your life and showing uh, your life works is a great example. And just showing them that sometimes it works and some, some, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, if, if you show the vulnerability too, uh, I think they'll appreciate you more. Uh, my daughter knows that I chose a writer as, as an occupation, right? And uh, sometimes I, I have a writer's block or just sometimes I don't feel just co concentrated on, on my work. And sometimes I'm in the flow. And she knows, uh, and she's seen me uh, thrive, and she's, me, uh, she's seen me struggle. And, and that is helping her find her own path. So my father used to say, I'm a, I'm a step, you know. So just, uh, you just, you know, go over my shoulders and then uh, have a better life, is what he used to say. Oh, very nice. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just telling the same story to my daughter. You learn from my mistakes and my, my glories because I've, I, I've enjoyed both. And then find your own path because um, you have to create your own life. And that's definitely different from mine. So uh, you have to have the right distance with money. You know, uh, you need to have a certain amount to be financially secure. But if you uh, achieve that, uh, life is to be enjoyed. So uh, don't look at things uh, from economic standpoint, uh, because you know, like like this cup, if you buy at the Walmart, maybe like two dollars, but if you like a handmade one, it could be a hundred dollars. But you know, your financial savvy part, just buy at Walmart. You know, don't just think about buying at a huge price. 
but uh, happy money teaches you to enjoy what you have and just enjoy good quality stuff. So life can be so different. So if you're in a survival mode, you have to learn how to get out of that. So uh, money is so tricky. So uh, depending on your financial bracket, uh, uh, different things has to be, have to be taught. Very true. Money is very tricky and we can get really caught up in, in a lot of things that can really kind of throw us off and, and take us away from that appreciation and that gratitude for the things that we have. Like you said, if we're so caught up in, you know, trying to save money and just getting something that's really inexpensive, then, um, you know, we're really taking away from that joy of life, which is very true. Yes. So I, ideally, I don't want you to talk about money and then talk about life because money is to be there to support your life not your uh like survival so if you just uh, want to um to pursue your art money may be necessary but a lot of things can be compens compensated without money so uh, i want you to focus on teaching kids to follow their heart mm -hmm. instead of just having uh, financial uh security uh i think people especially in north america uh people are obsessed with money because uh, it's, a, it's a cultural thing, it, you know, it's not good or bad, but it's like uh, where people tend to focus. So if you talk with Europeans and other culture, people have different values. So um, uh, otherwise uh, you may be financially secure, but you lose all the fun. And, you know, when you think of it, all the fun exists in wasting your money, you know, <laughs> uh, just uh, doing opposite things. Uh, from saving and cost, cost cutting because you know why do you pay uh, 10 times more money for the art for the furniture and for the the things around around you it's stupid uh, economically but it's fun so for those people uh, who cannot enjoy money I, I, I become a devil waste your money you know <laughs> Uh, just, uh... I went to a meditative retreat in Denver, Colorado, and I was in the hotel and there was a really cute hat and it had the Colorado sign mm -hmm. and little, um, the Columbine on it. Well, it's in the hotel. So, you know, it's not yeah. inexpensive and, and a really cute t-shirt. And I was looking at, it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much for a hat. That's so much for a t-shirt. And I was like, but you're going to go home and you're going to wish that you had that cute t-shirt and that cute hat mm -hmm. as a memory of this trip. And it was such an amazing trip. And I was like, fought with myself a little bit. And I was like, no, you know what? You're going to do this for yourself. You're going to treat yourself. And I took those two things and I went up to the, to the lady and I paid for it. And I, I just, it's my favorite hat. I wear it all the time. And when I can't find it, I'm like, where's my hat? Where's my hat? And same thing with the t-shirt. I just, I love it. And it wasn't inexpensive, but I just, I just, um, every time I wear it, I have the memories and the joy and I really connect with it. And it's a very different experience. You said it so beautifully. That's what I'm talking about. You know, so sometimes you have to do things that the law of economics uh, teach you. So don't always cut down your cost. You just you just cut down your fun too. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for telling us about happy money today. About um, telling us about how to talk to our kids and mm -hmm. helping them have a better relationship with their own money and um, joy in life. So. Um, if you want to tell um, my audience about where to find your book and anything else about how to reach out to you or how to connect with you that you'd like to, that would be great. 
Thank you, Erin. Um, all the information you can find at kenhonda.com. And I started an online community called Arigato Living Community. Uh, I have a, one of the largest online salons in Japan. I have a 12,000 membership. Uh, we meet once a month and I teach happy money and how to invite uh, more happy money and how to monetize your gifts and all that. And I, I started doing that uh, a few weeks ago in English. So we have about 500 members and from 20 different countries. And I'm really enjoying uh, the community uh, because it's an international community to learn about uh, happy money and learn from one another. So if you are interested in what I'm teaching, uh, please join. I, I'm starting to do a lot of Facebook Live and YouTube channel. So um, you can just watch me for free. And uh, I just love sharing um, what we shared today. So uh, thank you so much, Erin. I know you, you're a wonderful mother. And uh, uh, I, I just uh, hope all the best for you and keep shining the light to the world. Oh, thank you. Arigato. <laughs> Arigato. And uh, hopefully see you in Tokyo. Yes, thank you. So next week, we will get back to questions. So if you have a question that you would like answered on the podcast, please send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.